Alec, how are thee? Uh, I am... I am thou. Thou oh. art I. Really? Thou hast acquired a new vow. Alright, so we're here to talk about Chuck Klosterman. That was a Persona 5 reference, by the way, guys. So. Well, um... Well, yeah. well, cool. <laughs> Chuck Klosterman's Persona. Let's do this. Yes, uh, in many ways, you could say that Persona was inspired by Chuck Klosterman. Yeah, probably. The creators Honestly. talk about Chuck Klosterman all the time. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Every every day. Uh, 1999, Persona Revelations. They're like, Chuck Klosterman, it's hypotheticals, man, this is this is our jam. So it feels Actually, like I think it was ni- 1997 was Revelations Persona. But anyway. Well, of course. Mm-hmm. It feels like it's been a long time since we've done hypotheticals. It has and been. It feels. It does feel like that's how some time has passed. I haven't had any uh, hypothetical conversations in quite a while, so I need I need this to get my brain juices flowing again. For sure. Because you're just you're just stagnating. Will anything come close to the prison? The prisoner dilemma. <laughs> yeah, probably not. That, to be honest, it's, that was some uh, that was some crazy, some crazy deliberation there. Honestly. Yeah, but then we also have random ones about like if you had to like kick someone while they were sleeping in the friend ribs as hard as you could, that kind of thing. All right, so let's get into it. We got ten to get through, so okay, let's, let's go not, for let's it. Let's not dilly dally. Mm. And another thing. Okay, this is called sh- Shock the People Nicely. Shock the People Nicely? <laughs> yeah. Okay. You were given the opportunity to create and direct a feature film. Oh. The studio offers you a huge budget, provides you with a top-notch writing and technical staff, and allows you to cast whomever you desire in the lead roles. There are essentially no limitations on what this movie can be, except for two. The movie you make has to fulfill the following two criteria. Number one. It has to be extremely edgy and transgressive. You, <laughs> you need to confront <laughs> taboo social issues. You need to shock people. Ideally, the film will address ideas that have never been tackled by mainstream filmmakers. In fact, if this movie is not the most controversial controversial film of the year, the studio will probably not release it. However, number two, it has to get a PG rating. It cannot be R or even PG-13. There may be limited profanity, minor depictions of violence, and fleeting nudity, but nothing that would prompt the rating, the ratings board to go beyond the PG classification. What is the premise and plot of your hypothetical movie? That's, that's hard to do. Uh, Even fleeting yeah. nudity is going to get you out of PG real quick. Yeah. Well, no, there were some PG movies in the 80s that had nudity. But does exclude? But this, but this statement it says it specifically excludes nudity, right? It says there may be limited profanity, minor depictions of violence, and fleeting nudity. Fleeting nudity. So yeah. it's like a little, like a, like a, like a little butt. Someone's butt. There, they can basically. Be, they can be a part of a fleet. Okay, so I think the way to approach it is first of all to make it an animated film. Right? Okay. 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 That's got to be the way. From there, I don't know where we go, but I feel like that's the that's the groundwork there. Like, disguise the edgy message with a softer... Edgy, edgy and transgressive? Yes. I mean, when I think edgy, though, I don't think of, like, that kind of edgy. I think, like, I think, like, Linkin Park or, 
um, or like, or like uh, Dreamcast era Sonic the Hedgehog, or like no, um, that that's the old Edge. Or now, like now it's freaking the era of Edge Lords is what Edgy is. Yeah, but that's no, but it's it's carrying on the same torch basically. No, it's not though. It it one hundred percent is. Totally, it's like it's like oh, I'm like uh, uh, this, like okay, um, it's like uh, it's like being like, like think Twilight vampires, taken a step further to the point where they're like, actually, like, sort of real vampires. Right. I don't know where I'm going with this. But that's <laughs> wait. But that's, like, that's not edgy enough. No, 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 no. As a, that, uh, I'll, that, let me reset. Reset. Edit that part out. I'm not <laughs> you probably, that out. You're not going to. That's okay. Um, I'm thinking like, what's a good, what's a good example of, of like, edge? Now I'm thinking like edge um, would be probably a freaking political commentator. Uh, who pur- oh, okay, who, yeah, sure. Like, yeah, it's, it's, who purposely tackles, uh, like, controversial issues. Yeah, and, like, they, um, have a, they have the edgy opinion, you know? Sure, uh, friggin', um... Um, Steven Crowder. Crowder or, uh, or Joe Rogan. Well, Crowder is edgy because literally he'll, like, he's, the, like, that's the kind of commentator who literally will will purposefully say things to be like, ooh, I'm he, the edgy, does, edgy but, yeah. guy. Joe Rogan's edgy because he has like people from wet, vastly wide spectrums on his show, well, so that's yeah, edgy. I mean, it's and he smokes not, weed on the show. <laughs> that, that, is, that is edgy, I guess. Yeah. 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 But again, there's a clear distinction. This has to be the most controversial film of the year, so we're in a whole different ballpark. Edgy. I just love that edgy and transgressive. Yeah. Um, I like the animated idea. Uh, I think that's. I think that that'll work. I mean, that that'll help. That'll help, like, in the MPAA's mind of, like, keeping ratings in in that kind of ballpark, I think. Um, so we'll get controversy without <laughs> with a, a, a worse rating. What are some controversial topics that could be covered? Could it be some, like, a really subtle, like, double I, meaning in, the, in this story? Almost like a Zootopia thing, but just an edgy Zootopia. You know? Edgier's Utopia, maybe. Yeah, where maybe maybe you make it about, like... Where it's like you have a through line, you have a story, so, but it's about something else, clearly. So you could go... Uh, to me, if you take either side in your movie on, like, LGBT issues in a kid's movie, a PG movie, mm-hmm. and you... Honestly, if you take either side, there's going to be people groups on, on the opposite side that will be angry or upset and it will be that will cause like tons of controversy because those are like that those issues are like super hot right now still to be the most controversial it has to be i personally feel like we should be over it by now i I don't know why it's still (laughs) such a huge deal but um i think i think having having something having something with that or something like really like shocking for like kid for like a kid's movie to talk about like 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 a you could do the same same thing Either side of the spectrum, you take uh, and do it about like abortion. Mm-hmm. That could be like be pro life or pro choice. Have your movie gears towards kids, something like that. I feel it's so like hot. if especially if it's, if it's like a wide release, very studios hyping it up film. 
because like there's there's like smaller films that deal with that topic all the time both those topics all the time but it's so hard to get either of those topics past the filter (laughs) of pg though i feel like i think i feel like you could i feel like you probably could i mean maybe abortion might be a little harder probably but i think i think you could probably because isn't there like there's literally like a rating it adds rating to when it it'll be like suggestive themes but like it'll be like stuff like that where so there's that, like, <laughs> like the, the MPA is just is so random how they rate stuff particularly animated films actually they're very random because like the new Lion King movie is rated PG because I don't know why because I guess G is a curse even though Toy Story 3 or Toy Story 4 was just released and that's rated G really that's, but that's like, incredible that's a very hard thing to yeah that's the thing G movies G movies like don't get released anymore Hardly at all. It's almost like a curse on your movie to release a G-rated movie. Yeah, because like that doesn't make any sense to me. Because it'll be like cartoon violence pushes it to PG, like fighting. If they like, yeah, punch so or... it's so random. And then like they they're really pushing pushing the uh, the envelope on even the R rating now. Like it's because like studios don't pressure. The, I think I don't know if it's studios pressuring the MPAA, but like the MPA is very weird. They're like they're kind of like a secretive clandestine type thing where like. They'll literally just rate things just on complete, like, for com- random reasons. Like, right. Alita Battle Angel, I was shocked at what it was able to get away with with a PG-13 rating, with the violence. Okay. Uh, See, but that's the thing with these themes. It's, like, not it's not a science. There's not a science to it. So if they know it's, it's supposed to be controversial, they're going to be like, oh, well, that's an, immediate, that's an adult theme. Like, we're, we're adults. We can tell this is supposed to be but if edgy. But if you... If you frame it as a children's film, yeah. If you frame it as an anime, I, this is why I think your idea is brilliant because I think if you frame it with the with the idea already in people's minds, which is stupid, but it is the idea in people's minds that animated films are for kids, then you can um, you could probably skirt around some of the some of the uh, tough. Uh, journey you have ahead to get your movie rated but, PG. But how do, you, how do you do that and make it the most controversial movie of all time? Because you can't just... Oh, it's just of the year, isn't that what it says? Of, yeah, of the year. But if if you're making like a movie where you're taking a stance on abortion, um, I think that's going to get it past the PG, just making a stance like that. I think if you're being neutral and, and just covering abortion, then it's not edgy enough. And then <laughs> yep, LGBT true. would have to be anti-LGBT to be edgy or controversial enough, and that's never going to get past PG or to PG. I don't know. Wasn't there like? Wasn't there a film? There was like a there was like a film about like dogs that came out like a couple years ago, where like the where like one of the one of the like pl- major plot points of the film was like. The dog had to allow himself to be examined, like his his private parts to be examined, because he's a dog show dog, and that's like literally what happens. Mm-hmm. But like in his mind, he's like he's like imagining like good stuff is happening while that while it's going on, even though he doesn't like it and he's uncomfortable from it. So it's like really uncomfortable and bizarre that that this children's movie, which was rated PG, I think, like <laughs> okay. had like had like over like undertones of like assault like mentality type stuff it was like really weird there i remember reading something about that i some movie anthropomorphic 
dogs or something. I don't know. It was a it was like a live action film though. So this is tough though. This is really tough. I don't know. I don't know how you you how you gauge it. I think we're probably overthinking it a little bit. But I think I think having having like a socio political that's gotta be that's gotta be what it is because it's it's not gonna be controversial enough mm. without that. So let's say we make it an anti LGBT movie. We're great. Yeah. <laughs> we're great movie writers. Or, or like or like. Uh, I don't know, like criticizing a major re- world religion. I mean, Christianity gets <laughs> gets dumped on a lot. That wouldn't be that controversial. Maybe something like like Islam or um, like a straight up <laughs> Judaism, anti-Semitism. That would be pretty controversial. <laughs> um, how do you get that PG though? How do you? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> how do you be anti-Semitic and get a PG? Um, that's Disney. Ooh. Oh. Just kidding. <laughs> Um, uh, I don't know, man. This is really tough. I, I, this has fostered quite a discussion, though. I will say that. So, because, uh, because, like, I don't even know. We've been going on for like fifteen minutes on this, probably. So, I think the way to do it is to like mask it as much as possible. So we say uh, it's anti-LGBT in nature because it'll it'll be like a very um, religiously imposing movie. Like, it's really pushing this certain lifestyle like you're seeing a very limited perspective of like <laughs> I don't know what kind of fun movie this is but I, but like you're following a family and how they're like imposing their beliefs and they're like no you can't act that way and it's like made as like a, it's like a good thing or something and so yeah like you never there's like, never a lesson it's learned like, it's never a lesson learned or being <laughs> like maybe we should allow our kids to think for for themselves no it's this like is just the reality yes, we can teach that we can teach them what we believe but ultimately they need to make the decision but instead it's like no you need to believe this and all and you parents like out there feel free to impose your beliefs as well yeah that's it. the lesson you learn that's why it's so edgy that's the way i think it's it <laughs> you can make that pg somehow. yeah and you could make it yeah i guess if you make it maybe if you make it general enough too if it's also, I don't know if, if you make it too general, it might just it might maybe well no actually maybe if you make it more general than than I'm saying, maybe then it could be more controversial. Because then you people could latch on different perspectives on it. It's like that movie might it, never make it into theaters. The, <laughs> but you know, but you, well, 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 taking your concept, if you frame it as a family, just it, it could be about something completely inane, or you know, like they're saying, oh, oh you have to like. I don't know, like Ooh, you about? gotta use Apple products. I mean, I'm just, I'm just yeah. throwing that out. Yeah. So yeah, it's like, but you gotta, they're like forcing that, and like the lesson learned is like, wow, I should, I should listen to my parents. Their, their authoritarian uh, forcing on me of Apple products actually has saved me from hardship <laughs> or something. I, you know, yeah. it could be about like, some fictional thing altogether. It doesn't have to be Apple products, obviously. Um, or maybe, but like, but like then, if you make it general enough, then different people groups can latch onto it so being like wow this is super anti lgbt or like this is even super anti christian or this is super anti if you make it if you make it general enough you can almost make it so that it offends everyone or is controversial enough maybe not to everyone but like it's controversial enough that multiple people groups can read into a con- like a con- controversy out of it basically I'm thinking we need to go for the uh, the millennials. And I think we need to go for like the so what the social media generation will adopt and like 
riot over, you know, outrage on social yeah, media. Outrage culture. So I think it's not just millennials that are part of outrage culture. A lot of blue hairs are, are part of that too. Yeah, we gotta get the millennials first. And then and <laughs> then spread and it. then the, and the boomers. Then the boomers again. So, so something like I think maybe specifically something about women where it's like trying oh. trying to uh, um, suggest how women should 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 operate in society like you should not dress a certain way you should not act a certain way that kind so, of thing so like so like um and then like okay. the woman the woman like okay and it could be the same thing where the the lesson is that, oh i should not dress that the way i want to i should listen to what my mama says and i should uh like i should be held to a higher standard than the boys <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I need to be. I need to. Yeah. The way to push it over the top to make it the most controversial of the hey, year hey. is is to well, have. Hey, you don't say modest is hottest. No, the way to make it the most controversial of the year is to have the mother say at some point she's gonna say, "Well, if you're dressing like that, you're just asking for it." <laughs> and then it'd be like <laughs> not addressed at all through the rest of the film. That just that's just like a line that's thrown oh, out okay. there. It's just like mom, and then and then the, and the scene ends or whatever, and it like moves on to something else. Could even be that. Could be just like a completely random like coming of age story. You Could just throw a line like that in there that's like that's taken with some weight, but like it's not like it's not like played as a joke, but it's played like a serious, like type of thing. Yeah, that. Yeah. But who would but who would come to the defense of that? What studio would put that out? I mean, they want the, the most is, controversial. Yeah. But the thing is, that could still be a PG movie. Yeah, that would you, it, you would can, it be, now. Does it even need to be animated now, though? <laughs> no, it doesn't. But you yeah. could you could just throw the line in there, or you could make the whole movie about it, where it's like, like she's just asking for it, right? Where at the end she's like, maybe my mom's right. I should stop dressing maybe like I, that. Wow, well, maybe my mom's right. Maybe I am just asking for it. Yeah. And then the We're just we're just a, a shameless studio who wants the most controversial by any means. We don't care what message we're putting out. I don't, I don't know who's producing that. Some new studio that doesn't exist apparently. That's what we're landing on here. There you go. Okay, there it is. <laughs> I hope we feel better about ourselves after that one. <laughs> I wouldn't make the movie. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'd have. Wouldn't wouldn't it be you? <laughs> well, making the movie. If I'm tasked with making the most controversial movie, I'll, right, I'll put if, yeah. my I'll put my name on the credits for that bad boy. Yeah. <laughs> That's just what I'm known for is making that awful, awful theme for that movie. Uh, I'm gonna have Tom Green star in it. Oh yeah. I don't know if we're supposed to go into that. Who? Yeah, Tom Green could. <laughs> because. I mean, he made a movie called <laughs> "He Got Fingered." So, Who, who's the mother who's who's saying this very seriously? <laughs> Melissa McCarthy. No, um, Melissa McCarthy. <laughs> uh, Ellen DeGeneres. <laughs> that's that's it. That's even more edgy that she like put her name on this. Is <laughs> <laughs> she somehow saying, "Well, you know, you're asking for it, right?" Completely serious, and the music and like the cameras on her and like a serious face and like. We're like, what, where's the punchline? It's just like, you know? 
feel right. <laughs> Start to watch. People, historically wrong about and we this. completely we we advertised it without that message at all in the trailer. So that's what makes it so controversial. Yeah, like they hid that. They hid that on me. And then there's like yeah, people rioting in the theaters. You know, people, there you go. Yeah, people come to the theaters and they're surprised by the freaking entire theme of this movie being awful. <laughs> uh, wow. Wow. That's it. Wow. That's right. Yeah. That's. <clears throat> Well then. All right, this one's called Office Politics. You work in an office. Generally, you are popular with your coworkers. However, you discover that there are currently two rumors circulating the office gossip mill, and both involve you. The first rumor is that you got drunk at the office holiday party and had sex with one of your married coworkers. This rumor is completely true, but most people don't believe it. The second rumor is that you've been stealing hundreds of dollars of office supplies and then selling them to cover gambling debt. This rumor is completely false, but virtually everyone assumes it is factual. Which of these two rumors is more troubling to you? <laughs> more troubling? So wait, so the one that's false. Yeah, and both of them are false. No, the first one's true. Wait, what was the first one? I missed that. You missed it. So you're having, so you're having you sex, sex with a coworker? With a married coworker. Oh, sex with a married coworker, and that's true? That's true. Wow, I'm a monster. <laughs> um. Huh. What would be more troubling? <laughs> that's a weird, a weird question. It would be more troubling to me the one that's not true. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, I ultimately, yeah, really, it's the one that's not true. Not the fact that, like, it's my fault if the rumor's circulating about something that I actually did. Yeah. Isn't that my fault? That's my it's fault. No, it's no longer a rumor. Yeah. It's not a rumor. It's <laughs> the truth. Yeah, guys, I have I take great offense to this rumor that's going around. <laughs> Did you, wait, well, didn't you sleep with her? Well, well yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, I, I'm, but I'm very troubled by it. <laughs> okay, that's the end of that. Case closed. That was pretty easy. I don't understand the question. I, mean, I, I don't know why. Yeah, that's so bizarre. What? Oh, like, Jesus. Why would you be troubled by the fact that... I hate Skype. It's, it must be the fact that you're ha- I don't know. No, you... Yeah. I mean, people would be troubled by the fact that, like, your your secret affair got out to the office. I mean, that would be troublesome. That or would as opposed be troublesome. To, whereas opposed to the, like, if you're stealing money, that maybe that one would blow over, you know? It's like, uh, there's it's nothing like to it. Hundreds of dollars. That's a rumor going around the office <laughs> where you're stealing from. How does that not get somewhere where it matters? Because well, because your boss would be like, I know you're not stealing money because I've seen I've looked at the accounts and it all it all matches up. Right, it's then all... why is the boss not clearing this up? Well, I love this rumor, bro. I'm gonna keep <laughs> spreading it. I'm gonna yeah, maybe he's. Well, we don't know if it's gotten to the boss yet. You know, I don't know. Well, this what a bizarre question. <laughs> this one's called the porn painter. Okay. You need to have the inside of your home painted. Thorough, outlo- uh, oh, thorough online search of available professional painters indicates that one candidate is especially ideal for your needs. He has, like <laughs> he has earned, earned high approval ratings from past employers and is relatively inexpensive. However, when you contact him by phone, he mentions one strange detail about his work habits. He insists on watching pornography while painting. <laughs> <laughs> Don't... <laughs> awesome <laughs> all right he says don't like, worry gotta... <laughs> he says don't worry i don't masturbate to it it's just for entertainment yeah, he really likes the plots yeah. but it's the only way i like to paint 
This being the case, I will need to use your DVD player to view my personal collection of erotic films while I work. I may also use your cable service to purchase on-demand or pay-per-view pornographic movies, but I'll right, itemize, I, I will itemize any movies I watch and subtract the cost from your overall bill. Uh, Do you employ this pornography enthusiast as your house painter? This is... We have to really get thick into the hypothetical that we need this ideal house painter. <laughs> Why do we? Yeah, that's what's good. Are they something that's a little less under under this guy's quality? Are they that ideal? Watching porn <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> what a what a question! That's a, that's amazing. I think that's my favorite question so far. He, he um, just likes it for the entertainment, though. I just I, I hey, I'm not masturbating to it. I I'm literally just I. I'm only, I gotta wa- get somehow, only watching you know? for the plot. <laughs> oh man! Um, no, I wouldn't because I would. I don't need this ideal house painter. <laughs> I don't feel like I'm in no position right now, especially to be that picky about a house painter. Yeah, me either. I like. I. It's. I'm one of those weird people that actually kind of enjoys painting. Oh, so you I don't, don't paint your house? Yeah, I just paint my own house. I mean. If I have my own house, theoretically, I probably also have a significant other. Um, no, a not wife, this time. No, not this time. It's just me. Well, <laughs> I'd still, I'd get some friends and maybe a girlfriend if I had one at the time over, and they, we'd paint the house. Well, that way. you could have them over and still bring you the have, porn painter. You could have. <laughs> uh, Guys, I just need you to be here for my safety. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what this guy's gonna get up to. He's he's charging. You know, I so weird. I, it almost had me at like maybe I'd employ him, but right. like then it's like using your own like the like your own cable network to like order it. That like, seems that's, excessive. That's not... well, first of all, the fact that he's using <laughs> DVDs is excessive already. Yeah, it's just like why don't you just what are you doing? Download it like like a <laughs> like a like a modern century. man. A modern 21st century person. Yeah, that is excessive. That's excessive. I got my I got my own DVDs. Oh, but I need to I need to see what see what you got on your cable here though. I might there's something something special I'm looking for. If you provided like not a painting service, maybe it would be a different different answer. Maybe more essential service for me. Yeah, I I don't know. It's I I'm I'm a pretty hard pass on that myself. So <laughs> yeah, I I mean I it's a little. It's objectionable for a number of reasons, but like, it's like why? Why, bro? Why, dude? <laughs> Come on. Well, yeah, I also don't want to be like walk into the house and be like, he's just like there watching it. I'm just like, while he's painting, obviously. But I'd just be like, dude, I don't need to see dude, that. I don't need to see that, man. First of all, why? Second of all, like, is that my you, nose? Even if you, you, even if you watch it for entertainment, like. I don't need to be watching what I view as entertainment all the time, even when I'm working. Like, I'm not gonna be like, "Can I watch Game of Thrones while I, uh, while I paint your house?" No. Yeah. Just paint the house. Well, I, I get the I He's, get the benefit of being able to work, uh, work while I'm driving, so I get to listen to, I get yeah. to listen to podcasts. Yeah, and stuff. he has no other forms of entertainment other than porn. Apparently, like he, <laughs> like for this yeah, certain time while working. It's a, it's a little sad. It's an obsession. Yeah. It's an addiction. It's it's sad. It's a weird form of porn addiction where it's just for the entertainment. Yeah. <laughs> okay. 
So that's, uh, that's why it's a no for it just, me. Yeah. It does get weird. It does get weirder the more you think about it. And we are an enabler in this scenario. We're enabling yeah. this. Yeah. If we, yeah, if we're if we're hiring this guy, we're just like, yeah, yeah, you watching porn's cool, and it's like, oh, being degrading to so. women is cool, huh? Uh. <laughs> oh, let's go back to the edgy PG movie. We could. <laughs> so there's something here. The porn painter. <laughs> the porn painter. <laughs> He'll be the star. You won't see any of the activity, but you'll you'll hear glimpses of it. This one's called "You Were the Boss." I'm the boss. One morning, you awake and immediately feel strange. You get out of bed and realize that you're inside a posh hotel room you've never seen before. There's an attractive red-headed stranger sleeping in the bed alongside you. You frantically get up and rush into the bathroom. You look into the mirror. Much to your utter amazement, the image looking back at you is Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> you're the boss. <laughs> Somehow, you have magically become Bruce Springsteen. You start talking to yourself, and the voice you hear is Springsteen's speaking voice. You quietly sing to yourself, and it sounds like Springsteen's singing voice. Cool. You will walk back into your hotel room and see an acoustic guitar. You attempt to play it, but your musicianship is identical to how it was when you were your previous self. In other words, you have Bruce Springsteen's physical body and vocal cords, but you have your own mind and skills, and all of your experiences and memories are unchanged. Your knowledge of Springsteen's lyrics and the details of his personal life are the same as they always were. You are inside Spring Springsteen, but you are still yourself. Your brain is unchanged. You open the door of the hotel room and see a copy of the Los Angeles Times. You flip to the entertainment section and discover that Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band are scheduled to perform a concert that night at the Staples Center. What do you do in this situation? How do you proceed? Um... How do you proceed? It's not even like it's gonna wear off at some point. It's like it may just you might just be him forever. Can I can I cancel it? Yeah. How? how I, do, hold on. I would. How, how do you how do you proceed not knowing there's an an end? That's horrifying. Not knowing if there's an end or not. Yeah. Um. Well, could I could I hope that in this scenario, this because it sounds like it's like a Freaky Friday almost type scenario. But like, if that's the case, and you have and you have Lindsay Lohan in the bed next to you, yeah, uh, young, not anymore. <laughs> young, young adult Lindsay Lohan. Okay, okay. Because um, you said attractive redhead. Yeah, there you go. Um, how about I try to get a hold of? Well, the first thing I do is I try to get a hold of myself. <laughs> oh yeah. To yeah. to be like, hey, is am I am I still like around? Because if, if if I've he, swapped with Bruce Springsteen that I'd try to like do whatever I could to get um to try to like get uh uh myself because if uh because Bruce my body with Bruce Springsteen it because that means Bruce Springsteen knows everything in my body knows everything about his music his lyrics all that stuff uh-huh I don't know I don't know that much about Bruce Springsteen yeah, same here <laughs> To be honest, I mean, he's okay. I like I like some of his music. Is all right. I I like more of the E Street Band than I do like actual Bruce Springsteen because he's kind of a he's not really that great of a singer if I'm being perfectly honest. Yeah. But I, he's he's enjoyable. He's entertaining. It anyway. Um. So try to find a way to get him to me. So then we could do like a whole like I could have. I could do the thing where I'm pretending to play, and he's like actually the one that's playing in the like behind a curtain somewhere, <laughs> you know, a la like every 
every like. I love Freaky Friday. Yeah. They literally happens Freaky yeah. Friday. <laughs> that does. That literally happens Freaky Friday. I forgot about that. Uh, Great movie. Uh, it is a good movie. Um, a, yeah, so something like that. I do something like that, uh, try to happen. Or I could try to pass myself off as like some long lost relation to wait, Bruce wait, wait. Springsteen, <laughs> which no one would buy. What do you mean? Uh, well, just, uh, I've this, this young phenom I found. Uh, and then, uh, you, you know, there he is. Well, this and, is where it gets interesting. Well, hypothetical is that unfortunately we can't get the answers to these questions, but... Hypothetically, though. Like, once you go in, into these layers, it gets complicated because it could, be, it could be a horrifying situation where you, the you that you find is still you. It's not Springsteen swap with you, but in yeah. fact, that is also you... Yeah, that would be, that'd be and weird. That's not fun. Like, like or, or I just, or I just cease to exist. If that's the case, um, like my my body, which also means Bruce Springsteen himself, like his actual like mind ceases mm-hmm. to exist, which is kind of too bad. No, he's in someone else. Just not you. He's in someone else's mind randomly, and he has to find his way back to Bruce Springsteen. That's a lot okay, harder so to accomplish. That's so like what never-ending layers here. Then that means other people may have swapped in other people but i'm saying i think the most horrifying situation is if the you that you find is still you and it's like your your brain is the brain inside bruce springsteen is an identical replica like exact copy of you now what if i came down with like a horrible like pretended to come down with like some horrible like illness that night so i didn't have to perform so i could then but first of all i think this concert is the least of our concerns (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I'm not even like a, <laughs> concerned about the concert. I'm like, yeah. this is this might just be my this life might now. Be forever. <laughs> this might be my well, forever. Just like, would you just try to like end it then? <laughs> it's not that bad. No, what we have to, what you do would probably be pretty cool. But like, you wouldn't have that many lo- years left. Well, either. imagine I would just imagine a scenario where I I as brings Bruce Springsteen go to my family. And just like confess this information that only <laughs> I I would know, and yeah, they're like, okay. "What the hell? This is Bruce Springsteen." That, that could work. Yo, Bruce Springsteen, but it's gotta be it's gotta be Zach though. But Zach is also here and perfectly Zach as well. Yeah, that so, would be. So then I have no. What if the, if yeah. that was the case? I have no value to them. If there's what just would another your clone, me. What would your clone be saying then? It's, or your split or like? It's not a clone. It's, would, it's me. It's literally me. You, the you that's continuing is that isn't you, so a la a la uh, William and Thomas Riker. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, so then myself, who is not me, not Bruce Springsteen, me is they know for sure. No, I'm me. This can't. This Bruce Springsteen can't be me because I'm here. Well, then you, Bruce Springsteen, would get arrested probably for barging into this family's house. Which barging is, into I, your I just, house. And for some reason, I just know the most private of information like yeah, childhood memories yeah <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, no think... no remember that time we went to the park when we were growing <laughs> up <laughs> what how yeah, you're like evoking like <laughs> names and, and relations <laughs> and stuff bruce how bruce how do you know this <laughs> uh how do i proceed um, that but that's definitely the way to proceed is you go to you and your family first but you want to try to, yeah, you want to try to make contact, I think, with 
with your body to see if to see if see what the result is there because that's gonna that's gonna determine what you do next entirely yeah if me if me is still me that's when the depression sinks in yeah that's when that's that becomes terrifying because then I, they're literally like no we have all we need right here this is the real the real you okay great so yes yeah, so because that you is living life completely on un, uh, unaffected other than the fact that there's Bruce Springsteen who's claims that he's you well let's say it's but, freaky meanwhile, the you that's in Bruce Springsteen is then has an existential crisis. <laughs> Let's say it's Freaky Fridays, though, and we actually did switch, and Bruce is in our bodies and vice versa. What, how do we proceed there? Not knowing there's an end date, not knowing this is a film and there's going to be a resolution to this. Yeah. So it could just be our life now. <laughs> it's like there's no reason to believe we'll just switch back. I'd like, I'd maybe take myself, my body, on tour with me, have him be like, uh, have him be like a new phenom, and then when I get too old, or when I start not feeling well, then I pass the torch on. I'm like, this is who is going to be my successor. He can carry on my legacy. <laughs> but it's rude to even like, continue his career as him <laughs> in the first place. Like you just be it just be like the E Street Band. That's basically be what it is. It wouldn't be Bruce Springsteen in the E Street Band. It would just be. But again, you know. even the, even the career, especially since Bruce Springsteen is, is has had a, quite a career already. Career is the le- least of my concerns. It's the fact that continuing life now. <laughs> if we're just gonna switch places, it's like okay, you. Even though we're different bodies, I'll go back to my family as Bruce Springsteen. How does <laughs> how does life continue? People cannot. No one will be able to grasp this concept that. No, I'm just I'm just gonna look like Bruce Springsteen for now, but that's it's still me. No, you have to change. You obviously have to change your life entirely. But but you you gotta keep your family though. Do you have to? What does it Ooh, say that you don't? But you don't. So you don't care about your family. No, I'm just saying that's, you have. To, you're gonna have to. You're gonna have to. Uh, you don't have to not have your family if you if you know the body to swap then you, then you and Bruce yeah, are going to work why together family, why would your family then accept you <laughs> why would they why would they accept it'd be like why they knew it's you that's why because okay, well, if they knew it was me how would they be able to explain to people oh no this isn't actually Bruce Springsteen even though it is physically Bruce Springsteen because family is the most important thing I thought it is but like how then you do don't you just let you, you don't just give up your freaking family member just because they're in Bruce Springsteen's body. Well, no, you, I mean, maybe you can go back and visit them. Like, phone calls and stuff. But and like, you're just going to live out Bruce's life that you did you, not earn? Sure, because he'll rude. get to live... Okay, well, the, see, here's the thing. If if it is permanent, then Bruce Springsteen gets a chance to live again, and you don't, probably. Because you're going to die before he does. Yeah, but you, and you don't want to do it living someone else's life. That's fair. So Bruce <laughs> really gets really gets is the ben- gets the benefit here because he gets to. I mean, he's in a different body, but he gets the to live benefit, it. Benefit, yeah, but um, but I mean, you're gonna you're both gonna want to reconvene. Like Bruce is gonna have the same idea. He's gonna want to meet up and like establish with the family that no this is 
the opposite, and somehow you gotta so convince we'll just, everybody. Maybe we'll just take it public, you know? Yeah, our coming out story. Yeah, our coming out story. It's just like a... <laughs> bodies with Bruce talk, Springsteen. Talk, talk about a viral video, man. It's just <laughs> it's just you and Bruce Springsteen next to each other. It's like... And, you, and the other person saying, I am Bruce Springsteen. I am Zach and, uh, Archer. <laughs> and no one would believe it. No one would believe it. It would be such a... It would be so hard to sell. You'd have to go so in-depth on it. Oh my god, I don't, I don't know where to begin with that. Cause yeah, that's, that's even, opening up. Even convincing your family is going to be such a challenge. But yeah. but it's like, why else? You have no other connection to Bruce Springsteen. Why is he coming over and, and saying the same thing? Okay, yeah. we just have to believe this magical thing happened now. That's the reality. Our son doesn't even like Bruce Springsteen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Here we are. Wow. That's terrifying. I mean, he's okay. I don't. I don't not like him. But. But I think I. Uh, I even saw. I even picked up some Bruce Springsteen. Uh, some, some uh, lady at, at a house I was servicing was like getting rid of old vinyl. She's like, "Here, pick through," and I picked up some Springsteen. Oh. So. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that will be horrifying though. Just not knowing. Like Freaky Fridays, at least it was mother and daughter, right? Yeah, now it's just like you and Bruce Springsteen. That's what a what a tr- what a treat. <laughs> Freaky Fridays, you can have a little fun with it, and at least like there was a you could come, you could switch back. In reality, like if this magical thing happened, it's already magical, so maybe that you, there is the chance that you could switch back. Yeah. So it's still magical. Maybe the key is playing that concert. Oh, that will align it. Figuring out a way to to make the concert still happen and once, people still buy it. Once you get to be as good of a musician as Bruce Springsteen, <laughs> you switch. Then <laughs> <laughs> you, you switch. Uh, Some arbitrary concert. It's like Groundhog Day, if, you, if you've seen that. Oh, yeah, great movie. Where it's like you just have to come to this other revelation and yeah. live your life in a different, with a different outlook. Yeah. And it's great magic happens okay this one's called kicking the Clydesdale let us assume a fully grown completely healthy Clydesdale horse has his hooves shackled to the ground while his head is held in place with thick rope he is conscious and standing upright but completely immobile this is really sad (laughs) yes (laughs) this is already a good idea for the edgy film yeah here we go edgy film and let us assume that for some reason every political prisoner on earth as cited by Amnesty International, will be released from captivity if you can kick this horse to death in fewer than 20 minutes. You're allowed to wear steel-toe boots. Would you attempt to do this? What? What? If you can kill, you can free every prisoner of war. Uh, yes. Um, I I don't want to sound like cruel, but like I don't know if I would. I don't know if I would like. I don't know if I have a. I don't know if that would like if they're. I don't know. You don't know don't if your so. if your own selfish trauma outweighs yeah. their their. Does, does my does my own personal trauma uh, outweigh the trauma of people who have been? Definitely not. Definitely not. So you have to take one for the team here. 
Do you? And so does the horse. I'm sorry. Yeah, apparently the horse does too. You get to wear steel-toed boots. Well, like, like, like it's also it's like not only do you attempt this, well, but it's also it's a challenge. Minutes. It's a challenge yeah. as well. Yeah, it's a challenge. And so you have go. To do it. So you have to do it. Well, what if you get tired? That's, that's the this challenge of it. So, so you've just kicked a Clydesdale and it's not dead. You <laughs> this, so you just caused this thing horrible trauma. That's the worst. That's the worst time. And you've also traumatized yourself. And the prisoners of war don't get released because you didn't do it. That's the worst timeline. But just like with the having the rain cloud over your head forever to save your friend from a potential bear attack, you have to make that risk, right? That you will not succeed in killing this horse quick enough. The thing's going to suffer. It will horribly. definitely it'll be an awful experience for both involved. <laughs> <laughs> Well, here's the thing. You have to kick it. Do you know how big a Clydesdale is? Yeah. They're huge. Kicking those things is going to be hard. You get steel toe boots. So. I'm just not... It's I, a lot of kicks. Do I, even, I don't even know if I'll take the risk. I'm not strong enough to do that. you got to get some high kicks in there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. kick them in the throat. Damn. Um, <laughs> Damn. Actually, yeah. If you Maybe some like well-placed kicks might be able to do it. This is awful awful experience but think of what the prisoners of war are enduring yeah horrible trauma um, and then like and multiply that by every every prisoner of war yeah and it's like I feel like you have to do it I guess you have to at least try <laughs> you have to at least try if five minutes in it doesn't look like it just stop yeah, at that point, yeah. <laughs> just be like, ah, the horse can probably recover from this. <laughs> no. Damn. Uh, okay. Great stuff. That, that was epic. Wow. That was... I feel horrible. <laughs> it's not good. Not good for anyone involved. What a story to tell, though. What a story, Mark. Now, you're getting arrested for that, by the way. Like, either you stay silent about it forever. What or, about kicking a horse? Yeah, or you tell everybody, no, I kicked the horse. That's why all these prisoners got miraculously let free at once. Yeah, cause I, I <laughs> because I kicked this horse to death. I kicked like, this immobile, helpless... They're like, what the hell is wrong with you? No, you're <laughs> you're going to jail, and also we're going to publicly shame you on the internet forever. Yeah. That's also something you're going to have to deal with, is the last, literally probably lifelong hatred and... Because you're the guy who kicked this horse to death. And no one's going to verify, no magical being will verify for the world that he kicked this horse to death so these prisoners could be set free. Well, well the, nobody necessarily has to know about it, right? <clears throat> That's the thing. If you can cover up this heinous act and, and, and this. live with this live with this well, internally see, forever. I, I, live, I live enough in the middle of nowhere that it would be a possibility. For sure. But it's, you just have the internal trauma then. Yeah. Would you tell your family about it? Probably not. No, maybe. You don't they think might, they believe might be you? okay with it. They'd be okay with it, probably. Oh, magic, well, as magical, as a good cause. magical scenario, huh? All right. You only had to kick <laughs> Clydesdale to death. That's that's a little dark. But <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll take your word for it. All right, this one's called the Meteor. 
Earth is about to be struck by a mammoth meteor. Though no one knows exactly what will happen, most scientists assume life on Earth will be totally altered and potentially eliminated. Everyone on the planet is freaking out. Suddenly, you receive a bizarre email. The government demands that you must fly to Washington, D.C. immediately by order of the president. Donald Trump. Plus his heart. The email message includes a first-class plane ticket. Once you arrive at Dulles Airport, military police confiscate your cell phone and wordlessly transport you to a secret hangar that houses ten massive space shuttles. You're escorted onto one of the ships. Is this deep impact? (laughs) Not counting the crew, there are 24 equally confused people waiting on board. (laughs) You recognize a few of these people instantly. Bill Gates. The musician Prince. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so okay. either this was published before Prince. This just got crazier. All right. Or or Prince is literally back resurrected, or he never died, or something. And he's confused as hell. Purple rain, he's, purple rain. He's, he's just said, singing. He said they're all equally confused. He's confused yeah. for a different reason. Yeah, uh, he's like, why am I all? <laughs> <laughs> and Oprah, Oprah Winfrey is the other one. The also. Okay. You recognize. We're gonna go to a meteor! Of course, we're, we're with all the important people. When the individuals you don't recognize begin talking and interact with one another, it becomes clear that all of them are brilliant scientists, consequential <laughs> artists, or extremely wealthy political figures. The ship's captain informs all the passengers that the space shuttle will be leaving Earth in two hours. He does not say where it's going, although he does insist that anyone who wants to remain on Earth is free to stay behind. You are 90% certain you've been selected for this trip by mistake. Do you remain on board? And if you do, how will you explain your presence to the other 24 passengers? You have no idea if admitting your true identity will disqualify you from traveling. I 100% stay on board. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. F everybody back at Earth. I mean, I'm going to die if I, if I get off. You're right? cold-blooded, so. man. You're, you're, as soon as you, How's that cold-blooded? Well, just as, just historically now, you're, as soon as you get Bruce Springsteen's body, you're leaving your family behind for his career. <laughs> okay, so. Well, I mean, come on. Why? I, okay, okay. Why would you? Would, so you would leave then? Wait. So the only people. Wait. The only people you recognize are Bill Gates, Prince, and Oprah. The rest are all. The rest are all completely unknown to you. Yeah. So it's like there's that's three. Like, that's specific kind of a ones. random selection right there. It's like. If, okay, well, here's the thing. I've passed myself off as like uh, as like a social media personality. You're an influencer. Yeah, an influencer. I'm not going to have cell phones. I'm not going to have... Uh, so nobody can, like, check this. They're and like... I, I'm going <laughs> to guess that, like, none of these people really know who, like, big influencers are. Uh-huh. So, like, I mean, because it's kind of a... It's, it's kind of a... A new frontier as well as an unknown one to boomers who all of these people are or older so that's going to be beneficial to me okay so, so we, that's what i pass myself off as so they're like we need we need the scientists we need the wealthy donors and we need the influencer we need yeah the, we need the, we, the top, the top <laughs> influencer why because, because he's gonna he'll be, able to, <laughs> he'll be able to he'll be able to help usher in the new uh the new, the new social media world. Yeah, the new, the new the new means to because like influencers influencers have to pay have to play a game and cater to uh, cater to stuff with ad advertising and ad revenue. So you have to like 
have to know your stuff if you're going to be an inf inf like a successful influencer. So if you pass yourself off as that, I mean, That's they'll gross. they'll immediately figure they'll immediately figure out that you're that I'm lying. But but uh that's how I mean once we get to earth. Also interesting but. that they said all the people are equally confused. So, so we're all equally confused. So even like Bill Gates, Oprah, like they don't even know why they're there either. They just picked them. They're like we need Bill Gates, we need Oprah, we need Prince and we need these specific scientists, these specific wealthy people. And they didn't, they didn't, they didn't even have any say in being a part of it. They're just like, oh, wow, we're here. Um, yeah. So what would I say? First of all, do I, do I remain on board? <laughs> um. I mean, honestly, I don't know if I would because I don't know if I'd want to. Depending on where this is going, I don't, I don't really want to spend the rest of eternity with a bunch of random people that I don't know or don't care about. That's that's the thing is like do you does your life outweigh being with people the people that you are with currently? Probably not. To be perfectly honest, I was just going on the hypothetical because it was fun, but no, I'd rather be with my games. family. I'd be with my family. Yeah. What if I was to? That's probably what I'd say. Either that or some like video game champion or something. I'm a video game champion. They need me. They need me I'm, here. Yeah, I must be why. I'm a Street Fighter champion. What if I just said, I don't know. Yeah, I'm. <laughs> but how how do they get you by mistake? First of all, they're <laughs> 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 like going down the list of these essential people they need. All right, for me, they're just they're looking for they're looking for Alex Jones, <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm the wrong Alex Jones. Well, they, we need Alex Jones. He's <laughs> essential. <is. laughs> Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't know, know how to end up with me. There is a... I know on YouTube from searching, there is a, a guy who, like, deadlifts a lot of weight. His name's Zach Archer. Yeah, so maybe they, they needed a heavy... Stuff. They needed a heavy lifter. <laughs> they didn't notice when they picked me up that I'm clearly not a deadlifter, though. We just go by the names. We don't even uh, have pictures. Well, maybe it was on purpose. We're going to uncover this grand conspiracy. I don't believe in the meteor. You just, why, just, pre just pretend you are <laughs> Alex Jones. I am, I'm a thinned Alex Jones. <laughs> These guys are idiots. I, well, in that case, I'd take my shirt off in front of a fire and just be like... <laughs> that's, uh, that's like one of my favorite favorite things. He's, just, he's like all sweaty. Alex Jones has contributed just as much as Oprah, Oprah, Prince, yeah, and Bill Gates. <laughs> For sure. All right. Well. Sandy Hook conspiracy theories. Yeah, that's that's what I'm all about. Great guy, great guy. I'm glad Donald Trump personally selected us to come on board. I need Alex Jones to get on board that plane. I need Oprah, and I need Prince to come back from the dead. <laughs> Using so. resurrection powers that I didn't know existed until I went to Area 51. Before we gunned down all those anime nerds that were trying to storm That's Area right. 51, I found out that we actually have resurrection technology to bring them all back to life, yep. which we also used so they didn't know any wiser. Also, possi also a possibility Prince is still dead and on the plane. It's <laughs> just on the plane. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> hey, I've recognized... Oh. We need, we need to bring 
That's that's Donald Trump's logic is we need to bring a dead body so we know what a dead body looks like. Yeah. yeah that's, so, that's, <laughs> like yeah. we we can't lose sight of we'll forget what dead bodies look like. So we need to be like, oh, this is what dead looks like. Ah, great. Wow. Okay, this one's called the brain pill. You are offered a brain pill. If Ooh. you swallow this pill, you'll become 10% more intelligent than you currently are. You'll be more adept at reading comprehension, logic, and critical thinking. However, to all other people you know, and to all future people you meet, you will seem 20% less intelligent. In other words, you will immediately become smarter, but the rest of the world will perceive you as dumber, and there's no way you can ever alter the universality of that perception. Do you take this pill? So that means even if you write stuff, I, all, they still do not. They still don't understand that you're. They, they, well, what's the point then? Just to possess the, the additional knowledge, in yourself. Well, the additional intelligence, not knowledge necessarily. So, yeah, I'm trying to see the benefit because also, I mean, it's ten percent. I think, I, yeah, twenty percent less intelligent though. If it's if it was swapped, then sure. Yeah, I wonder what ten percent would would feel like. If it was swapped, it would be a no-brainer. But obviously, it's not <laughs> swapped. Um, I might do it. Um, just because it's like whatever. If people think I sound less intelligent, then maybe I'll be just sound more fun. Maybe. I've, um, I've just ascended that much that they cannot even comprehend my intelligence. Yeah. They perceive it as less intelligent. Yeah. And then, yeah, what's the, like, you can literally, like, prove your intelligence in front of them. And they'll and be they like, would... eh, still looking 20% less intelligent than yeah. you were the other day. Yeah. <laughs> well. Because that's the thing. So even things you write down, like things that you just, that you could maybe discover about the universe or something with your gained new knowledge. Mm-hmm. Then people would still be like, "Wow, that's that's not this is new." He's just ripping off. Whatever. Yeah, like, will they still appreciate the information? Just be like, "No, he must have gotten it from someone else." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Every oh, time you come out with a new, a new breaking, groundbreaking discovery, you're like, mm-hmm. "Ah, well, that's great. That's actually really cool." But probably somebody else. I mean, look how smart he looks. <laughs> I mean, he just—he just comes across. He's just dumb, right? He comes across like twenty percent less intelligent than he was when he was twenty-two. Yeah. Just estimating. I don't know. All right. Well, I'm not. I'm that's, not taking the pill. I—I I don't think I would either, just because it's like ten percent more benefit. I don't know if that would be like that drastic that it would be like I gotta jump on board that. Um, to, to also just offer no value to society anyway. Yeah. Yeah, no what is that? Value. I mean, yeah, like what? How, how does that help anyone other than yourself? And it's like, whatever. I I could be dumb, just as dumb or slash smart as I am now, and have a far greater impact on society than. Yeah, because the thing with the intelligence and being able to do anything with it is that you need reputation to go with it. It's like, yeah, if you don't have reputation, the intelligence means nothing. Yeah. So. What is that? This one's called Body versus Mind. Ooh. You're given a choice between two rewards. 
The first reward is to be twice as intelligent as you are right now. <laughs> Here we go again. Wait, no, really? No, we're twice as intelligent. Really? This is seriously where we're going with this yeah. again? <laughs> You'll be able to read twice as fast and remember twice as much. The size of your vocabulary will double, and you'll be able to solve intellectual problems with twice your current aptitude. Okay, cool. The second reward is that you will never again feel sick, even when you are, and you can always be whatever weight you want, regardless of what you eat or how little you exercise. You can simply imagine the body you would like to have, and that is the weight you will magically become. Which reward do you choose? You will never feel... You'll I never really... feel sick, and you get to yeah. change your body. That's a double double reward. Not feeling it's... not feeling sick is potentially problematic. Even when you are. Yeah, because yeah. like, do you not get symptoms for very like important things you should be getting symptoms for? No, I think you you might get the symptoms still, but you wouldn't feel them. That could be a problem. The whole point of pain is, is to set off red flags. It's a sensor <laughs> hey, for you. Something's wrong. But both of them are both of them are framed as both ups, right? Yeah, but in the hypothetical, you have to weigh this because I mean, you're getting a reward. You're choosing the positives and negatives. I gotta so, fly. I gotta fly joining me here. So I mean, I getting just... being twice as intelligent as you are does have no negatives, no foreseeable negatives. So there's that. And then everyone will be like, "Wow, he's such a he's such a nerd now, even more than he was before." It's not even like, but that's the thing. It's not your. It's not about perception again. It's like you just are twice as intelligent, and your your perception isn't altered. So you can do with that intelligence what you will. You don't have to act condescending about it. Yeah, that could. Too much intelligence can be a burden, though. True. Because then it then you might not get joy. In the same things that you do, necessarily. You yeah, know? But I wonder if twice my intelligence is already quantifiable, like in the world. Probably, like you look to a brilliant, a yeah, brilliant maybe. person. Yeah, maybe. Might be. Yeah. And it's that's, like that's they're not—they're actually doing productive things. The thing I, I like about the, the thing I like about is that you—you always be able to maintain the body that you want, no matter what you eat. That's right. friggin' awesome. Right. That's incredible. Like I'm—I'm I'm trying to like lose weight. But I have a really trouble, really hard time kicking stuff in my diet that I like to eat, and <laughs> yeah, it's tough, man. Yeah. It's real tough. Well, same here. But we're really gonna reward. Get we, what are we getting this reward for? Nothing. Then you don't have to waste time working out. Why do we? We don't deserve that. We don't deserve it. We, we don't, don't deserve we just, not to work out. Yeah, we just pick our. Uh, what like we're it's, really we're really that like it's true that working towards it is it, working towards it is is satisfying in its own way you, you do you do you will get you will take that for granted from then on out because you won't have to you just change your body every day just to, yeah like, how rock you, a different well, body then, so does that mean you would stay in shape perpetually uh, true true you I mean the body could <laughs> just be very deceiving you run out of breath like and you have this the like, perfect body running out of breath breath real quick yeah but it's like then presumably if you have the right body you're not going to have the health problems because right right because you'll be eating whatever you want but if you're eating a lot naturally that's going to lead to problems this is weird how the body handles this this food that it's taken yeah is it is it is it only external is it still affecting you internally that's the thing (laughs) like you're obese on the inside 
or you're at least like maybe not quite that, but like your organs are or like they're still suffering. shutting down like your liver's shutting down or whatever yeah like so you couldn't you couldn't smoke eight packs of cigarettes and like just change your body around yeah but i mean you're changing your body like you, yeah, your you body just, like, you your body just, like, has think. organs in it you're changing your body how how you want it to look i mean so if, you, you could, if you, you look on the inside you want without repercussions yeah so you, you wouldn't have liver failure if you yes ex- excessive drinking that's mm-hmm. a thought you can simply imagine the body you would like to have, and that is the weight you will magically become. Uh, yeah, I don't know. If that's just the weight, that might just be the, the physiological, the, the outward appearance. Yeah. And maybe not even physiological, because physio- because that, that, that does pertain to your organs and your muscles and things as well. Though, I guess, outwardly, would you would be seeing the muscles on the It'd outwardly. It would be kind of funny, though, if you had, like, a six-pack and, like... You couldn't keep up with like someone who's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like much more out of shape. Well, I mean, if you're, I mean, hey, your bodybuilders have, that don't do cardio, you know, they've got they've got some issues there. Right. So. Well, like imagine not not being able to lift like any weights, but you have like a bodybuilder body. It's like a, a bench one hundred. So which reward? I mean, double, um, double the intelligence. I think I think I'd pick that. I think I'd pick that. Um, yeah, because the other one's a little shady. Yeah, it's shadier. It's it's a little bit more like what are the ultimate ramifications of this? Whereas with the with the intelligence, the only downside I could see was what I already stated. And even then, it's like probably double my intelligence. Like you said, is quantifiable in this in this world and in this reality. So um, it's a clear conversion. You're getting double the intelligence. It's not going to affect your. Yeah. It's, no, it's just a straight positive thing. I'll, st- I'll still like enjoy the things that I enjoy, and I might, I might know more things about them now, and find more enjoyment in, in that, knowing more intricacies of things. Yeah, I think we we'll, we'll go for that one. Yeah. Let's see. You smart boy. Two more. Two more. Dang, son, we've been going for a while. This can't break our longest video, yeah. I think. Uh, quick this one's called this is a hypothetically you've never heard the desert island oh I've never heard this huh if you had to go on a desert island you could only bring two things what would it be that's the question no this is a long desert island question oh it's not your everyday desert island okay I guess not while traveling on business your spouse whom you love is involved in a plane crash over the pacific ocean it is assumed that everyone on board has died, but then the unbelievable happens. It turns out that your spouse has survived. He or she managed to swim to a, des- a desert island where he or she lived in relative comfort with one another, one other survivor. They miraculously located most of the aircraft supplies on the beach, and the island itself was filled with ample food sources. Cool. The two survivors return home via helicopter, greeted by the public as media sensations. During a press conference, you cannot help but notice that the other survivor physically embodies the type of person to whom your mate is normally attracted. <laughs> Moreover, the intensity of the event has clearly galvanized a relationship between the two crash victims. They spend yes. most of the interview explaining how they could not have survived without the other person's presence. They explain how they pass the time by telling anecdotes from their respective lives, and both admit to having virtually given up on the possibility for rescue. At the end of the press conference, the two survivors share a tearful goodbye hug. It's extremely emotional. 
After the press conference, you are finally reunited with your spouse. She embraces you warmly and kisses you deeply. How long do you wait before asking if he or she was ever unfaithful to you on the island? Do you ever ask? And if your mate's answer is yes, would that, under these specific circumstances, be acceptable? How long do I wait? Before asking. And, and do you ask? Before asking? First of do all. Do you ask? Or do you even ask at all? Curiosity was always going to get the better of you. <laughs> For me in particular, yes. I, that's, I, because I'm in, my, I'm in my head way too often. I'm, I'm going to end up asking it someday. As he, much as I probably, as much as I really shouldn't, really shouldn't. Well, as soon as, as, soon as she gets home, I'm like, tell me all about it. It's, it's epic. Tell me every detail. Tell, tell me about it. Sounds yeah. Well, I mean that's one way you could phrase Every it. Every detail yeah, what happened. Give me a day by day scenario. How's your days gone? Yeah, night night by night. Uh... Can you give me a rundown? What were you doing at this no. time? And this time. Oh, cool, cool, cool. Oh. How long did it say? How long they were on that desert island? Because it could have only been a like a, uh, a month. Could have been a couple days. Dang, it doesn't say. I think some of that. I think some of that goes into it too, because it's yeah. an extended period of time. Yeah, I wish they had more details there, but I mean, the, the the only way they quantify it is saying that they they gave up hope that they would ever be rescued. So I don't know when that's. That's probably been. like a, a couple of weeks, probably at the very least. <laughs> it's a couple of days for me. I'm like, all right, well, never getting no. rescued. Might as well. Oh, no, I thought, you, well but, I thought you meant now. the media. I thought you meant like the media had no. Um, there was no hope of finding them, finding them alive then, as opposed to the people on the island have no hope of being found. Oh, no. Um, it's... Whatever. Uh, that that detail doesn't really matter. Um, yeah, it's just it's just they've given up all hope. So, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I meant, I meant the people on the island had given up all hope. They'd be I, I'll give up all hope. They'd be rescued. Okay. That's how they. Um, okay. Yeah, I guess. I mean that could be that could be a while. It could be a while. It could be, it could be upwards of a month, couple months. Maybe. But I'm also saying for me, I would give up hope in two days. If, if you were if island. you were on the island, yeah, I'd probably, <laughs> be like, well, I I'd probably I'd probably stick it out for a week maybe, or maybe I'd probably stick it out for maybe two weeks because that's that's typically what I would consider like ample time for them to scour the around regions for because like. Ocean's a big place, and wreckages are can cover wide, huge swaths of area. So, mm -hmm. um, this is the ultimate relationship test. Like you put someone on your island, <laughs> tell them they might not live, they might not be rescued. See how long they last. Yeah, that's the thing. I'd have to. I feel like I would know. I feel like I would probably already know if. Even even with that scenario, I'd probably already know that like by the by by a response like did you ever give up hope? And she would obviously have to say yes. I would I would feel like I should know if that's the case whether or not they would still be or if they were See the way they phrase it if hold it, they they gave up all hope. How they didn't even hold on to a shred, not even a minuscule well, yeah. shred of hope. Um, 
Booth admit to having virtually given up on the possibility for rescue. Okay. Virtually given up on the possibility of rescue. But here's the thing. They're both still on the planet Earth. There is obviously some sort of small fragment of possibility that they would be rescued. Meaning that what they would do on the island would matter ultimately. It's not like they're it's not like they're stranded on a planet alone with no hope of rescue. They also explain that most of the in most of the interview they say how they never would have survived without the other person's oh. presence. <laughs> okay. Well that's that takes on a new level. Yeah, I feel like there's a fly there. I feel like I would have to uh, I feel like I would have to. Have to know at some point. I'd probably wait for a little while it would have to be the right just the right moment yeah so if you ask and she says yes what is that acceptable to you I don't know because I've never been in that scenario <laughs> that's, hypothetical. that's how hypothetical scenarios work you've, you've described the dilemma that's the tagline I mean ultimately if if she was apologetic about it then sure I'm, I'd be willing to forgive that I mean it's like okay well the dude is really attractive as the type of person you're into you guys had no chance of surviving and you're apologetic about it like you don't want to continue if if she is like yes <laughs> well no I, I would say like if she's like yes and I'm still attracted to them because it's like you can't like <laughs> just shut the, you can't just shut that off I Obviously, know, that's, that's always going to be a scenario. That's what I'm thinking. Are they going to continue to be friends? Because this is a lifelong connection. That would be, see, that was, that'd be where I'd draw the line. I'd be like, I'm not going to say that, like, you can't ever contact them again, but, like, it's not fair to our relationship if you're still emotionally attached to this person in the same way that you were on the island. Because, like, there's no way... There's no way that that's that's okay in in a relationship in like in our marriage that there'd be no way that that would fly hmm. um that's the thing so even, even think, if you I think, I think that's what that's what counseling and therapy couples therapy is for um <laughs> i was on a desert island and i slept with another man <laughs> <laughs> tell me about it tell me tell me about your problems um yeah, I mean, it's I, a lot of it is like in how it is because like, in some in some regards, I'd be like, it'd be like, well, like I I can totally understand like why you why you would do that. In other, it's like yeah, it's it obviously would be hurtful, but it's like at the same time, it would be something as long as she is apologetic about it, I would be willing to forgive that. Sure. Even if you accept it, that's the thing is it's like. It's out of your control at this point. The effect yeah. that it will have—it's out of your control. The effect that it will have on your marriage, because mentally that'll still be in the, the back of your head. You know, it's like she she yeah. she was willing to do that at a point. So what, so then you're then you're gonna start getting freaked out by everything. Who, who are you talking to? Who are you talking to? Is that, is that, no, is that, I feel like I would is that see Jack that. from the I, island. I feel like, and that's what therapy is for. Yeah. Is that Jack from the Island? <laughs> Thanks, Lost. Yeah, that's what, was, that's what I'm thinking of. Um, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I'd ask, and then, yeah, so it would be acceptable. 
I would tell her, yes, I would have done the same thing in your situation. Well, I don't know if you are... Well, maybe. If that makes her feel better. <laughs> it might also be the case that that's... I mean, I don't know. If I was in that scenario, I... Imagine, I feel the, like, imagine, imagine the moments they shared together on that island. You'll never <laughs> well, get that. You'll never get that with your wife. They're, they're gross. <laughs> the marriage is they're, over. They're, they're, they're going to be gross. And, it's like Survivor. They're going to be gross and sweaty, though. It's like, are they really going to like comfort that's each other? When in that lo- that's when love is truest. That no, well, that's that is true. That's true. So, and that's I, also so that's what I'm thinking at this point. And the marriage is over already mentally, because you're like, I'll never achieve that kind of connection is, with is my this really, own wife. Is, is this seriously where you're where you're going? Yes. Because like, I feel like I'm the only one that's okay. So, so you just end it right there, then? No, I'm just thinking, like, at that point, the marriage is already falling apart because I'm thinking... Because she's cheated on you. You'll, and you'll never reach the level of connection they've achieved in this traumatic scenario. It's like the, the, it's like the, the peak amount of love you can have for a human being. And the oh. amount of stories they shared and intimacy... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, way to go, dude. You just cu- got cucked by some guy on an island. Yeah. <laughs> nice job. <laughs> constant, constant That's intimacy. That's going to be the back of your head for, forever. Constant intimacy for potentially weeks. That's something you'll never achieve. Wow. Tra- trauma, nothing brings people together close, closer than trauma. So it's like... That's something you'll never shake. It's never. It's not like a high school, high school go- reunion. It's like you I have go through to... the trauma. Like our child gets stranded on a desert island or something. Yeah. Well. So, yeah, it's acceptable. <laughs> short end. Short short stories told long. So you'd still so you'd still also begrudgingly accept it. Yeah, I'd accept it. I'd have to have some nerve to not accept it though. It's true. I'd You'd be like, to... <laughs> no, I'm, I'm so principled, and yeah, I mean, like, I'd I feel have to like, value myself like hell of a lot. You, yeah, I feel like if you're, it's again, it's dependent on how she responds to it. If, if she's like not really apologetic or like, yeah, but you're not gonna, you're not gonna stop me from, from like staying in contact with him. It's like, no, I'm not. But this marriage is going to stop if that's the case, because, <laughs> because that's I, not okay. Like, I'm gonna get freaked out even if you're texting each other. Like what kind of inside inside stories you got going on? <laughs> Remember that oh, time? It's just a thing from the island. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you wouldn't know anything about that. You wouldn't. You wouldn't understand. I thought you told me everything. Uh, um, well, can't tell you everything, right? <laughs> <laughs> what happens on the island? You know. Stays on the island. Yes. Yeah. And he's, they're just texting. It's like she's like giggling. <laughs> just a funny island thing. Jesus. Just little little island things. Kill me now. <laughs> All right, uh, last last one for today. I feel called... like we should probably split these videos in half, maybe. Too late. It's not too late. No, we've never done that before. Well, we could do it now. Why would we ever do that? I don't know. Because right, these are long, and people don't podcasts. Like... This is called hired assassin. You are. A hired assassin. It was okay. not your lifelong dream to become a hitman, but that is the vocation destiny has forced upon you. Okay. Killing these strangers bothers you deeply. 
very often, <laughs> very often you are haunted by vivid dreams involving your victims. But you've also become somewhat accustomed to the experience. You have successfully murdered ten people over the past two years. Cool. Your fee is ten thousand dollars per murder. Knowing your reputation for ruthless efficiency, a member of the criminal underworld asks you to murder his enemy, who is also a known criminal. I really hate this guy," says your prospective employer. He has done terrible things to someone I love, so I want you to kill him. But I don't want you to simply assassinate him. I want you to make him pay. I want you to kill him in the most vicious, sinister way you can imagine. Be creative and merciless. And if you do this, I will pay you 25 times your normal fee. Assuming you are already a professional killer who lives outside of society's rules, would you accept these new conditions? And if so, how would you commit the murder? Jeez, <laughs> this is dark. Let's get OJ on the phone. Ending on a dark one, huh? Let's get OJ on the phone. Hey, OJ. How, how, how I would have done it. Yeah. Great book. If I, if I did it. Yes. Um, so this is a... We have to get into the mindset of we're already content with killing. Not content with it, but have killed ten people. That's the difficult part of this. You have to hypothetically become this person who has killed ten people already and is willing to kill more. But is this a line you wouldn't cross as this hypothetical person who has already killed. But didn't you say it bothers you deeply? It bothers you deeply, but you've killed ten people. We are not a person who has killed ten people, so it's hard to put that mentality into us. But it's saying it's bothering you, that person, deeply. Right? Bothering you, that person? <laughs> what? Well, you, you just, because you just said... Because yeah, you just said something like horribly confused my brain. All right, the hypothetical assassin, right? Yes, yes. Th that we are. Right. <laughs> they have killed ten people. It's disturbed them, but right. they have killed ten people. Yeah. It's okay. hard for us to put ourselves in the shoes since we are currently a person who has not killed ten people. Right. So to say that, and then have to establish that if this crosses the line or not, how do you do that? Because if at this point we've killed ten people, like that would already be crossing the line for me. Yeah, killing killing a person. So, is so, <laughs> so, to, so to say, would we be willing <laughs> to do these new conditions as a killer? How do you go about answering that question? Because already morally, you're already been already compromised wrong. ten times over. So yes, I will do the new conditions. Give me the money. I will be creative and ruthless about it. Merciless. Okay, what would you do? What would I do? Well, where do I start? Let's see. I would definitely do the age-old tactic of putting a, a a rat in a box on their chest, and I light the fire on the box, which makes the rat dig into their chest. And while this is happening, of course, <laughs> <laughs> of course, I'm shoving knives into their fingernails, okay. and I'm. <laughs> I'm also. Gotta make them pay. <laughs> and another thing, I've got. Um, probably their like best friend in on it as well, and like. Having him like, beat their toes with hammers, and nice. then, me <laughs> and then hitting their teeth out with, with a hammer as well. Righteous. So Righteous. that obviously is how I would go about it, but I Nothing would. I would never do it. Okay, but I would never, ever. <laughs> so you, you didn't hear from me. Um, 
But my rat is that's my favorite form of torture. I think it's really creative. It's it's like a medieval yeah. torture. Uh, is a rat. Yeah, like you you put them in a box, you light the fire, you light the box on fire, so they have no choice but to like burrow right, into their chest. Yeah. <laughs> it's horrible. That is horrible. <laughs> um, but epic, if you're an assassin, <laughs> it's creative. Seems like a pretty pretty. Uh, seems like a pretty like noisy or over the top way to kill like you're supposed to be known for your efficiency Wait, right my, my killing no i'm just saying as, as an assassin you should be weren't you known for your efficiency at killing people isn't that what it oh yeah you're, that what it said? you're like you're yeah something efficient you're renowned for your efficiency <laughs> that doesn't seem ruthless, very efficient ruthless efficiency ruthless efficiency hmm. so i mean I mean, at the end of the day, if you get someone alone in their house, it's it's a done deal. I mean, they can get them in a scenario where you just got an extended period of time with them. All you have to do as an assassin at that point is get... If there's any hurdles like family members, you just get them somewhere else somehow. You make the person call... Or get course. them in on it, too. <laughs> oh, jeez. Here we go. Yep. Yeah, that'd be ruthless. Get creative. Be creative, uh, be creative and ruthless. Then you'd have to kill them too. So that's gonna be more money. I'm yeah, I probably, I probably just wouldn't do it. If I'm, <laughs> if I'm already horribly like, I mean, yeah, I've killed ten people. I'm compromised, but it's like I got my, I got my, I got my limits. I got my morals, even even when I'm killing people. You didn't dream to be a hitman. Yeah. The hitman life chose you. Yeah, that's right. It's just like I'll just gonna kill people normal the normal ways. And it deeply disturbs you already, so you're gonna do something that's gonna deeply disturb you more. Yeah. No, no thanks. <laughs> but instead of ten thousand dollars, you get two hundred fifty thousand yeah, dollars. But you probably kill yourself after that. <laughs> well, we've already proven we can get through the deep trauma of it of ten people. <laughs> well, it probably gets easier after the after the first one. Ooh, classic assassin, typical assassin speak. Yeah. It gets easier. Well, sounds like fun. Wait, did you say how you would kill them, though? Hypothetically. Hypothetically speaking? Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Well, like I said, they get their loved ones in on it, maybe, somehow. Great. Um, I want to hear Rusty's answer to this one. I'd make it, yeah, this is going to be fun. Rusty, I wanna hear, Rusty no, will not I be able hear, to answer. I want to hear Ryan's answer to this one, because yeah. I know he's thought about something like this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, Rusty's gotta get he's gotta get cool with it um, how would I huh where to begin get there's creative. so many options get creative Ooh, okay well I know I'd probably uh, I'd probably have be playing uh, playing like music or something you know something like really grating and awful mm -hmm. uh, to really like so that would so that would be some audio audio sensory torture oh and you torture them to the music yeah, or just or just having audio sensory torture. So just having like okay. blaring in their ears. That's and... always a classic. Yeah. Um... Hypothetically, of course. <laughs> I've never done this. Um... No, but if you really want to get creative, we got to do some wacky stuff. That's like, what kind of assassin <laughs> would do this? Like you, you like you're playing a game. You got to like make a game out of it. Okay, so like so like, <laughs> Saw meets Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. 
creative with it. But no, you're playing the game though, and you're killing yeah, them oh, already. Yeah, I know. Oh yeah. <laughs> they don't get to play a game. Yeah. No, they don't get to play a game. No. Um, no, mm. you make them play a game every time they die in the level. <laughs> that's that's messed up. It's like you're gonna play. I want to be Super, the guy. You're gonna play Super Mario Maker too. I was gonna say I want to be the guy. Yeah, it's not good. Or Super, <laughs> or Super Meat Boy. You're guaranteed to die a lot. Whenever you die, another torture thing happens. Yeah, I get to pull out uh, ambiguous torture thing. Pull out your like fingernails, that? your toenails, and dislocate each and every one of your body parts. You, sh- you shouldn't have. You shouldn't have made my bo- my employer hate you. Yes, you monster. You're gonna learn your lesson. Waterboarding. Now, now play, freaking Flappy Bird for me. Waterboard. Waterboarding would would ensue also. Uh. Great, Donald Trump yep. would be proud. I like waterboarding. <laughs> I think we should bring back waterboarding. We bring back... Has he said that? Yes. Uh, well, has he? No, yeah. that's, that's well, a, one of his redeeming qualities. That's one of his. <laughs> <laughs> that's one of his. One of his redeeming qualities as president. Um. Yeah, I don't know. That's, that's, that's a, just that's a that's a taste. It'd be a grand old time. Just a, a lot be, of different stuff going on. Yeah, just killing people, you know. No, I think that would be an extreme. That would be an extreme way to do it. Maybe make it like a Twitch stream out of it. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know how that's 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 TOS right there. The clickbait. The clickbait was like every time I die in the game, I get hurt for real. <laughs> like yeah. That's epic. An epic gamer moment. <laughs> right there. That's a controversial film right there. Yeah. Alright. So that's going to be it for this time around. This, uh, this took some weird turns this yeah. time around. Some of them were a lot more complicated than before. Hmm. Yeah. Bruce Springsteen. Uh, affairs on an island. Hopeless affairs. Assassins. What else? Uh, double, rewarding ourselves with double knowledge, <laughs> not no, taking no. brain pills, that kind of thing. Yeah, all that, all that Jimmy Jams. So that means all, all things said and done, we've got two more sessions left of this, and then it's just done. Wow, we gotta find something. We gotta find something else. Chuck Klosterman, did you make a? Did you make a two? Yeah, we're, we're hypotheticals two. There's got to be something else like this. Yeah, these are too good. They are. Very entertaining, that's for sure. So, I want to thank you... take dark and disturbing turns. I want to thank you for joining me, Alec, and thank you for watching everyone not Alec. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) That's going to be it. And we bid you adieu.